Welcome along, first sub FPL. It's me, John, and Alan here. Yeah, yeah. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another week of the first sub. No Matt this week. Matt is in Harrogate, I believe. He is. Um, this it was supposed to be his wedding week, so I mean, I think we'll, I think we'll give him a pass. Yeah, we've got to give him the benefit of the doubt for having this week off, haven't we? Fortunately, it got postponed, but. They'll be having a good old time in Harrogate if anybody wants to go meet them. <laughs> right, I think we dive straight into Game Week 6 review, in particular Chubby Champs Game Week 6 review, or non-review as it went, if you want to explain more, Alan. Yeah, so uh, I'm just sort of sat chilling on Friday night. I like a late a late look at my team and what I'm going to do with transfers, etc. And... Um, I was just sat there and I thought, I'll just, just jump on Twitter, have a look, see what's going on in the world. And I saw there was a, an FPL tweet saying, uh, well, saying basically the deadline's gone. And I was like, oh, nice one. That's that then. So that, That's not what you want to see when you speak on an FPL podcast, is it? No, no, it's poor from it's poor from me. It'll <laughs> maybe happen at least one more time this season, but I did not have a clue there was a game on Friday night. Um, Probably took me completely by surprise, and nothing changed from last week. So, so I'm not going to bother talking about exactly what my team was because it was the exact same as last week. Uh, probably the best bit about this is you actually did better than if you'd have done your transfers, wouldn't you? Yeah, that's that's <laughs> the thing. Um, so I've I've actually had a half decent week, all taking all things into consideration. Um, Forty four points. I got lucky with. My team staying as it was because I got two Chelsea clean sheets, and I think Reese James might have might have been disappearing out of the team. Um, but yeah, um, Wilfred Zaha came up trumps. I've had him in the team for a few weeks based on his good run of fixtures, and and uh, he's come good with a with a goal and an assist. I talked him down last week, didn't I? He did, but yeah, he's, you'll be ruining them words this week because he's, he's come in with a big, I think it was, was it 13 points? Yeah, goal assist away at Fulham. I mean, he was playing the sieve, but... Yeah, yeah, he was playing the sieve. I mean, five goals in six games, you can't really argue with it, can you? I think, I do believe I've read somewhere it's his best start to a Premier League season in terms of returns, so... Yeah, I can believe that. He's never, we've always said he's been a purple patch man, not a consistent numbers, but yeah, it's a good start. He's started consistently, hasn't he? I think he's maybe playing in a slightly different role. I think he's playing more up top. Right, up top, yeah. yeah. Love the fact you had Werner captain at Old Trafford. Yeah. It, yeah. Who would have been your captain, Salah? Uh, Salah. So, so I mean, you didn't lose anything there? Nothing? Nothing. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, all in all... It was a lucky but good game week. Did you know who you were putting in for Reese James? Um, da, 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 or had you not really? No, I'm not. I, <laughs> it could have been Lucas Digne. So oh, hell. It's, it's actually it's... been a brilliant game week. <laughs> I think it was going to be him. Um, and he 
came in with a minus two. It was either going to be him or Alex Tellez, actually, who wasn't involved in the matchday squad. So either way, I'd, I'd have lost out this week. And it's made this week, if I remember, all the more interesting because I've now got two transfers. It has really worked in your favour, and it Reese James comes through with an eight. Yeah. And now you have two transfers and yeah, 44. We got bonus, didn't he? So 44 is not bad in a week where I've seen a lot of people struggle. Yeah, what was the average? Average is 48, which surprises me. That's quite, yeah, it's higher than I thought it would be. Yeah, it and does surprise Spurs me. Spurs lads have. They're still at it, aren't they? Yeah. We'll, we'll get on to that. We've got a couple of questions about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you want to uh, review, review yours while we're, while we're in the review? Because uh, I'm just looking here. 34 points, John. I know, I know. So you got 44 and forgot there was a deadline. Hmm. I did I did no transfers, but I captained Salah knowing there was a deadline on Friday. 34 points. I had Lucas Dinier, obviously got the red. Um, my only returns were Foden coming off the bench to score, Kane with that assist, and Jimenez. And I think Jimenez was actually pretty lucky to get the return. I thought Darlow should have saved it. Hmm. I'll come on to Wolves and Jimenez later as well. But nothing happening at all in my team. <laughs> Not really just twos, just twos everywhere. So Yeah. What did your bench do? Not a great deal. No. I uh, was Mr. Podence was on the Mr. bench. Mr. Podence was there, yeah. He gets dragged on the hour mark all the time. Does nothing. No. There's a couple of issues, but I've got two frees this week, so Yeah. Could be ironed out. After we've spoke through questions and stuff, we'll look at who's on the chopping board for me. Yeah. Um, social disdain. What did did social disdain come in with? Just he texted us saying it was a disaster. So I don't know what did he get. Thirty seven points. Yeah. I mean, I've had more of a disaster, but tough week all round. It was one. It wasn't really. Looks like it's the sort of week where you just forget about it, lads. It does. I mean, last week we all thought we'd turn the corner, didn't we? We did. Yeah. I might. I might tip that in the future. What's that? If you're unsure. Just leave it, see what happens. Yeah, I'd, I, if you can't make a move that you, you're confident and happy with, yeah. just leave it. Don't think about it too much. Yeah, you can you can overthink it. Your transfers definitely can't. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, we got a few questions then. I'll go into the first one off Instagram, which is FPL Noble Gent, and he said, "With game week six been the game week with the lowest goals so far after a lot of crazy scores early on in the season." Could it be that the managers are consciously thinking that they need to improve defensively and not open up so much? And how does that affect us as FPL managers? Um, it's not a bad question. I think it maybe the first part of it maybe boils down to the fact that maybe the managers aren't thinking more defensively as such. Just players are getting fitter. They've now had longer to to train and work on things. Maybe. Maybe defending got neglected at the, at the start of the season, but teams are sort of settling into a bit of a rhythm, and I don't think it's a surprise that the goals have dried up slightly and probably will continue to. I mean, this week was was fairly low, wasn't wasn't it? But um, yeah, I mean, he he sent us the goals in, and like game week two had forty four goals, game week six had nineteen. Yeah, it's a big difference. Huge. Um, but I when I saw the question, I thought the same as you. Like there wasn't much of a preseason, was there? No. They've all now trained for a good two months. Yeah. So they'll have been drilled into the shape defensively. Yeah. And I think that takes more coaching, doesn't it, than the attacking third. Attacking third is down to the player more than the 
definitely just decision making at at a given time i also noticed there was only one penalty given this week yeah that's interesting there's a lot of talk people were literally cramming penalty takers into the teams yeah there was wasn't there and and there was a couple of decisions which could have gone the other way as well so there could have been four or five penalties this week rather than just the one it was also Sheffield united's which i know liverpool fans don't even think was a penalty no i've not actually seen that so i can't it was it was right on the line of the box or maybe just outside. Um, I think it was probably a free kick, but... So you'd like to think that'd be something that they wouldn't get wrong? Yeah, no, but we've, we've been here before, haven't we, with VAR decisions? Bloody, it's a factual thing, that. It's either inside the box or it's not. Um, but yeah, I mean, so I guess going forward, is he saying maybe pile a few more funds into defence? But having said that... <laughs> It's been a tough one. There hasn't really been a solid... T- Villa had been fairly solid up till this game week and uh, got a bit of a hiding from... Leeds, wasn't it? Bamford. Playing white, yeah. Oh, Leeds, yeah. <laughs> I actually saw a stat this weekend that Patrick Bamford outscored every single Premier League team this weekend. That's not a good stat for us on this pod considering we've pretty much well actually I'm being unfair to Matt there Matt didn't brand him the second pookie no he didn't we, we, we did. did yeah um, and he had a very good week he must have been the highest scoring player this week I oh yeah easily yeah I didn't think have you seen his goals I didn't think he had that in him I've not seen his goals no wow the, his third one especially I really didn't think he had that in him I don't know if he has improved he's if, certainly keeping himself in the team isn't he with his performances yeah and I mean I I don't know if we're at the point where we've been too stubborn not to get him. Or... Well, I definitely will be, but <laughs> I'm not thinking about getting the lad in, unfortunately. I mean, he's 5.9 and has scored 6 in 6. Oh, he is 5.9. What fixtures do Leeds have coming up? They're, they're pretty stiff, to be fair. They've got, they, they get tough. Leicester, Palace away, Arsenal, Everton away, Chelsea away, West Ham at home. Yeah, that's a tough run of fixtures. I do think, I mean, you know, they're doing well. Blah, blah blah but they are they are a newly promoted team they're going to come across a tough patch and that that's tough on paper at least so yeah um i still think i'm going to avoid him for a little while just yet we've definitely rambled away from the question but leads just keep proving me wrong i thought they'd struggle without a crowd hmm. i thought their press that the the energy they show first half that fizzle out in games against Villa on Friday, they just got stronger as it went on. Mm. They just keep proving me wrong, and I think <laughs> if it carries on a few more weeks, I'm going to have to look at people like Bamford and Costa. Well, if it carries on, they're going to end up bloody top six. <laughs> they are flying, aren't they? But are you fully against having any Leeds players in your team? Yeah. Have you set your stall out for the whole season? Yeah, fuck them. If they did a Mahrez Vardy of the Leicester title winning with Bamford and Costa, he's still swerving. Let's not talk about Leeds winning the league. <laughs> I did get a bit carried away on that yeah. one, didn't I? Uh, yeah, but back to the question. Um, what was the... The low scoring and the... What was the second part of, of, of the question? Um, about teams, managers consciously thinking they need to improve defensively and how does that affect us as FPL managers? Um, well, how it affects us is... Well, I don't know if it necessarily does because you're always looking from game week one to game week 38 to try and score other than sort of Trent 
and maybe Robertson who people put in the teams for, even regardless of if they don't get clean sheets, attacking outputs, then you're always trying to nick the clean sheets, aren't you? Trying to find the cheaper options that are going to score you the clean sheets, such as teams like um, Southampton this weekend, Kyle Walker-Peters, yeah, like that. Yeah, you're always looking for it. So I don't necessarily think it think it changes how we how we go about it. No, because when you pick your cheap defenders, I'll say mm. four, five, five. Yeah, are you always thinking clean sheet first? Yeah, oh, without a doubt, without a doubt. Like I'm always sort of looking at maybe the next two or three games because there's always two or three options and that are around the same price, I'll always go for what I think, for the teams that I've got a slightly better chance of keeping that clean sheet. Don't necessarily think of attacking output too much with defenders. No. I mean, I can't say that considering what my defence is because I've gone Trent Robo, Semedo, Dinya. Yeah. And if clean sheets are going to get a bit more predictable, I'll probably leave that. Trent's, uh, we've got a question on Trent. I'm going to save Trent. Yeah. You're probably itching to slag Trent off, aren't you? But I'll I'll save him for later. Yeah. But yeah, would I change my approach because of the lower goals this week? Probably not. No. No, you still pick your team the same way, won't you? I'd imagine anyway. Yeah, and I kind of, I think clean sheets are that hard to predict at the minute as well. <clears throat> I don't really want to be spending transfers back there. No. They are, because Everton had been... If I'd have gone in hindsight and had a look uh, this weekend, Everton, like I said, Dinya had potentially been going in for James. Yeah. That would have been... Uh, for example, United-Chelsea is a perfect example, actually. You'd have fancied that to be a fairly high-scoring game. Well, we watched that... It would have been 0-0, and we, it, was, it was the most boring game I've ever watched, I think. We watched that together, yeah, and I looked at the pouring rain at the start, and I actually said to you, Premier League thriller this. You did, and, and it probably was well. It'll be nil nil. <laughs> probably the worst ninety minutes we've ever watched together. I'd say it's up there. Yeah, it's up there. It was awful. It was absolutely really awful. bad. It's like I can see why Lampard did it. Yeah, I can sort of see why Solskjaer did it as well. His but, last big game <clears throat> was against Spurs, and it was a bit of a drubbing. I also think we can't read too much into their performances defensively because I don't think they'll go forward like that. That was sort of two desperate managers keen to avoid defeat, wasn't yeah. it? Nobody took any risks all game. No, they both wanted to shore things up, didn't they? Mm. Yeah, what's uh, what's the next one? Ennis Allen on Twitter. When is Spurs going to stop? Well, that's a good question. That It's simple, it's straight to the point. And <laughs> it's a good question because there's going to be a lot of people that haven't got Spurs... Um, players in there and they'll they'll maybe be thinking are Spurs going to stop as soon as I put the players in which is maybe stopping them doing it I wish I'd um, gone with a couple more Spurs players this is the bit of FPL where I struggle because I've become stubborn mm. yeah. and I think surely Son isn't I've got Kane but I, I think surely Son can't carry this. he scored 8 in 6 he can't carry this on can he but then, but he is, in fairness to him, absolutely brilliant, and he's just got better and better and better as as the years and months have gone on. He's always been like this good, hasn't he? Really, he sort of got more greedy or ruthless or attack minded from 
from the Son that, that probably first joined Spurs. And yeah, and it's showing in his numbers are much more consistent, I think, because of that. Yeah. I mean, his goal last night, Kane flicked a corner on and he's he headed it in from like six yards out in the box. I can't. He's almost become the poacher for Spurs. He's almost become. Him and Kane have like Kane swapped, have haven't they? Swapped, yeah, which is, which is ridiculous because well, there was a point where, sort of, other than, other than Lewandowski, who I think is utterly unbelievable, Kane was probably the second best sort of number nine poacher type, get your six yard box goals forward that, that there is around. And, yeah, he's he's turned into bloody David Silver, <laughs> Mesut Ozil sort of player. I mean, Kane's if Kane's adding assists to his game, like we said he's so underpriced. Yeah, because he's still going to score goals. Strange to see him nickel one nil after the games that they've had. Yeah, I think that was more down to Burnley's setup. Burnley just put the wall up. Yeah, and they when they do that, they're tough to break down. Yeah, they're they're a decent side. That that's just what they're good at. They're not there to, you know, they're they're there to pull off that. That game plan, that's how they're going to survive. Yeah, just one nils. Win yeah. one nils. Yeah. Um, so go, going back to Son, like he done, he's never scored that type of goal that he scored last night. So if he's adding that sort of poaching to his game, like you said, yeah. and if Kane's adding assists to his game, they're both good value. I've got neither. Um, it's a pretty good question for you then, whether yeah, you're going to... And Son tempts me a hell of a lot more than Kane. Just based on the fact that Kane's obviously risen in price slightly and it's, it's, it's 10.8 million and it's just a bit less of a gamble for me to get Son. Yeah, he's still 9.5 now, Son. Obviously, he's gone up from 9. Yeah, but... Still not mega money, though, is it? 9.5 isn't ridiculous. Not when you think of the the returns he's had. He could quite easily be 10.5 and nobody would bat an eyelid at the minute. Um, but that question... Obviously, it's based on Spurs as a whole. When are Spurs going to stop? It's only really Kane and Son that are doing any bits from Spurs. Lucas is the other sort of part of that front three, and he's, I, I don't know, has he, has, he, has he scored any points? I can't imagine he's scored many. No, and no. um, they've got Bale to come in who isn't... I, I thought he'd have played more at the minute. Um, no, it is just Son and Kane, isn't it? Their goal contribution must be huge percentage for it's Spurs. It's massive. The uh, full-backs... I don't know which are the first choice. Well, that's Aurier and Regulon played last game week. Doherty and Davis played this game week. So you can't go there. No, you can't. The only thing I'll say is Mourinho adores a clean sheet, doesn't he, more than anything. Um, so it will probably be Doherty and Davis again. But there's there's got to be better defenders for the price. Yeah, and, and the fact that he he could at any moment play the other fullback. Which yeah, is, um, Spurs, what, what, what are the fixtures that... I mean, they've got. They've got been asked that question. Brighton and is that West Brom? Brighton at home, West Brom away. Next two. You'd think they look gorgeous on paper, but Spurs haven't won a game yet at home this season. So that's that puts a question mark. No, I mean that. I think that fact is really going under the radar. Mm. Like I, until you've said it, I hadn't realised that they. They're getting such hype, aren't they, at the moment in, in FPL and in the media and everything. Yeah. And of the three games at home, then, wouldn't you? No, they haven't. But I guess they have scored plenty of goals still. Um, well, mind you, did they... Draw did one all Against Everton, first game of the season. Yeah, they didn't score against yeah. Everton. They drew one all against Newcastle and they drew three all, didn't they, with West Ham? Yeah. 
so I mean, it's an odd one with Spurs. Um, I can see, I know the fixtures after West Brom away, City, Chelsea, Arsenal, Palace, Liverpool, Leicester, Wolves, like that eight on paper looks tough. It'll very That's, tough, very tough. But like we've said, somebody's got to score the goals if they're going to score the goals. It's going to be Kane or Son, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, are those games there even more suited to Spurs? When you think, so, yeah. like they struggled a bit last night. They did, but without this sort of playing, like like we said, Son seems to be the more advanced of the two. It gives them it gives them a little bit more of a like if they if they penned in, it gives them that out ball. Put Son into your channels. Kane's always going to get up and inside the box. Kane's the man who's going to find Son in the channels. So either Kane's going to find Son, you fancy him for an assist, or Kane's going to find Son. Son's going to going to run it up play it back to Kane and yeah. it's a tapping so I mean yeah I mean I, I can see people looking at the fixtures and selling and trying to get ahead of the game by yeah maybe so getting out early but I'd be keeping them well one thing I will say is that he's asked if Spurs are going to carry it on but the thing the thing for me is it's more of a gamble at the minute for me to bring in any other attacking player in the game than Son or Kane they've been that consistent so far that I look at, let's say, um, Aguero's a bad one to, to say because he's just got injured, but let's say I fancied putting Aguero in. He hasn't he ain't been firing on all cylinders, he hasn't been playing. Um, you've got Martial potentially coming back for United after the Arsenal game, started poorly. There isn't many There isn't many players like Calvert-Lewin's obviously just had a blank this week. Could that be in for a few games? There's only really, there's, they've been that consistent that they're less of a gamble to put in for me than other players at the minute. Yeah, they're both flying. Like, are, we, are people overthinking it to not get them in? Hmm. Potentially. So it's a good question that it could go either way. I think if you fancy them to carry on, just take the gamble and what will be, will be. Next question, Simon Pullen on Twitter. Is Liverpool's new formation here to stay? Does that make Yotta an attractive option? Is it time to sell Trent? So Liverpool set up almost like four two three one. Right. The usual front three played, and Yotta played like just behind Firmino. All right, that's so weird. It's a good question that because if he is it there to stay? Is it is it based on? He scored is it based on the fact they've had a few injuries in midfield though. Yeah, I mean, Fabinho played centre-back, didn't he? Exactly. So that he takes you a midfielder out. Midfield. And also, they scraped 2-1 against Sheffield United as it worked that well. That's a game you'd look at on paper with how Sheffield United have started and how Liverpool are that you'd, you'd fancy four or five. And the majority of people will have captained Liverpool players this weekend based on that. Yeah, Yotta, if he's if you knew he was a starter, he's a great price. He's only 6-3 and he's a midfielder. I think he's... Yeah, I think for this season, he's that player who can help take a bit of burden off Salah, Firmino, Mane. He can be put in and Klopp not worry too much about him not getting the sort of quality still out there on the pitch. So I, I don't think, I don't think, I think it'd be a big gamble to go Yotta. I think he's, yeah, I think he's been signed for later in like spring in the season and Mane say if Mane or Salah's looking a bit burnt out one week yeah you could play Yotta and trust him rather than like Origi yeah definitely so I'm uh, Yotta can play sort of in all three of those positions can't he yeah exactly he could cover any side which, couldn't he which helps so based on that 
I mean, I would say I didn't watch the Liverpool game, but I don't think they'll stick to that. They'll stick to what they know. That 4-3-3 has won them a lot of things. As soon as they've got midfielders back, it'll be back to 4-3-3, I would imagine. He could sort of experiment against Sheffield United because they were always going to get the three points. He's quite a fun pick if you want a gamble. Yeah, he's, he's a differential, definitely, but he's a big gamble. Yeah, but he could like he could come on for ten minutes, say at the end of a game. Yeah, but he's, he'll got you a decent return this weekend if anybody had him. What the he book? got nine points, didn't he? Yeah, scored the winning so goal. There wasn't many big scorers this weekend. Um, but, second part of that question, Trent. Well, he is from what we all said at the start of the season, where you've got to have him. Even though he's 7.5 million, or he was at the start of the season, then you've got to have him, blah de blah At the minute, he's turning into a bit of a expensive passenger. Is he a definite... Have you got him, you have, haven't you? I have. I don't think I'll have him for much longer. No, is he a definite sell this week for you? Um, no, not a definite sell, but he's, okay. he's... When I look at sort of the next two or three weeks, what I'm going to do with my team... He's in the forefront of... He's, his head's on the chopping board. He's close then. He's Very close. Very close. I left him in this weekend thinking, ideal fixture for him. And still not done a great deal. Patrick Bamford got as many points this game week as Trent's got all season. That says a lot, doesn't it? Because I bet this time last season, Trent was absolutely flying and he's not. He's not hit them high. And I, th- I guess people have got to remember he's... He's never been a finished article. He's, yeah, he's had a good couple of years, but he's, he's what is he, 20, 21? Yeah, he's you know, still young, isn't he? He might be good just going through a bad patch. He could, he, he could, it, this, could, this could carry on for two or three months. It'd be interesting to see where his season goes. If you think, with you saying about his age there, mm. Deli Alley, if you think of Deli Alley's career. Exactly, yeah. Under Potch at White Hart, the old White Hart Lane, yeah. flying. And like he had, he had a couple of seasons, probably as good as Trent, you'd say. Yeah. So I think I think Trent's got a better future than Ali's has turned out, but yeah. it's an interesting point you make, definitely. Yeah, I mean, I do as well. But, I mean, stranger things have happened. He, he could completely just lose his form, not have the right, maybe, frame of mind to, to get back to... You know, he scored so many FPL points last season. Looking at it from an FPL point of view, there's a... A very high percent chance that he's never ever going to do that ever again, that amount of points. So for me, he's firmly on the chopping board. I do think he was. If you just look at the points he got against Sheffield United, two. Mm. I think he was really unlucky with that because he set Salah up and the goal got disallowed by like literally like a hair offside. Right. Okay. So and then the penalty arguably wasn't a penalty. If those two things go in his favour, I know they didn't. Yeah. But if they do, he's looking at clean sheet, assist, bonus. Ten points. Ten points plus, isn't it? Yeah. So I think it was fine margins for him. And for that reason, I want to keep him again against West Ham. Yeah, I mean, West Ham's not an easy fixture. It's not, no. It's much easier for me to take him out away at City. They go to City after, yeah, where you'd expect them to concede. Yeah. Yeah, you would. City will score. But Yeah. yeah, so Trent's an interesting one. And I imagine he's an interesting one for a lot of people. Yeah, a lot a lot are going to get rid of, aren't they? I've well, seen you a lot think of... at the start of the season, you wouldn't have thought it. You'd have just thought 7.5 million, everybody's got to have him. That's it, forget about it. 
Whereas now it's become sort of 7.5 million. Bloody hell, I could get, I could save myself two and a half million. I really want, you know, we've just spoke about Son and Kane. I really want Son or Kane in. Where am I going to get the money from? Well, a lot of people might think, well, I'll just forget about Trent for now. Save 2.5 million and then you come a better attacking option. That's a good point, and it links to a question Ash Watkins has asked. And he said, do we need to talk about Trent, which we just have? If so, where could that extra 1.5 to 2 million be used? Well, it's not going to ever. Be, it's not going to be used defensively, is it? Because there isn't any expensive option. So wherever you go from Trent, you know, wherever you go from Trent, you're going to be saving money defensively, and it's going to be going on your forward-thinking players. Yeah, if you've got two frees... It's an easy channel into a Son or a Kane, isn't it? It is, yeah. I mean, it's you'd probably like to use two transfers with it because you're taking money out of Trent and ideally you like to bump that into somewhere else. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a tough one. It is a tough one because he's, he's the sort of player who you take him out and you instantly regret it when he scores a free kick gets an assist and keeps a clean sheet but then everyone's clambering to get him back in aren't they yeah and then you've then you're having to try and get rid of a player who you've just got in for x amount of money and it, it but that's fpl so we'll see what happens with trent yeah it's one of them goes back to how stubborn you are with it i mean it, it's it proves you have to be like humble, don't you? I mean, at the start of the season, we said he's a keep for one to thirty-eight. Six weeks in already, we're like, get get rid. He's on the chopping board. He is, but you've also got to be bold, haven't you? Really, I, you know. Yeah, you've got to, you've got to admit you're wrong. Yeah. So it's going to be an interesting one with Trent on uh, Yotta. I've just seen that he's starting tonight against Midland mm. in the Champs League, and the front three have all been given a rest. Yeah, so that that suggests to me that. Next game week, he'll be, you know, I don't think he'll get three starts on the trot. I think they'll go back back to 4-3-3. Interesting they've gone with a full-strength back five with Alisson and the, the back four that you'd expect with Trent, Fabinho, Gomez, Robertson. That's probably to instill a bit of confidence. Yeah, definitely, because you'd fancy him for a clean sheet tonight. But if they don't keep a clean sheet tonight, they could... Uh, they could become shaky again for, for the West Ham game and Mikel Antonio will fancy his chances up against um, Trent and yeah, Fabinho. He went off with a knock, Antonio, but if he's fit, you could, you'd could you fancy him handful. for a goal. Yeah, it'll be a handful, definitely. Last question is from Matt Holmes. Um, given the busy fixture list and Pep's obsession with rotation, how viable are Man City player picks now, especially in attacking areas? Yeah, we've not spoke much about City, have we? They've been, they're having a really tough time at the minute. They've had a horrible start. They don't look very good. They don't look like City. Do they, they don't look like Pep's City, do they? No, this is this is the worst I've seen City in three or four years. I in think. fact, yeah, I said they don't look like Pep's City. They don't. City always for the last what six years have looked really good going forward. Yeah, you fancied you fancied City. To turn up against whoever they're pl whoever they're playing and score three or four goals, and I mean, I watched a bit of that West Ham City game. They're not they're not even creating a great deal, and then when they do, they're not clinical. That they're sloppy, and I don't know if it's concentration or confidence or what it is. But Sterling's a good example. He had a couple of chances late on, and you think, right, get your first touch sorted out. 
and then go and win the game. And his first touch just instantly killed his chance both times. Yeah, like last three games, they've scored one in each game. And to be honest, they haven't really looked like scoring more. They haven't been. Sterling's had the odd chance where he's, his touch has killed him. Yeah. But Cancelo has been the most creative player and he's playing out of position at left back, which says a lot. He is, and he's and with a good point to that question is, so he's their best output at the minute. He loves his rotation. You don't know whether he's going to bloody play Zinchenko. Men, who, who the hell's going to play? Is it going to be Cancelo again? And the other thing I'll say is, we're talking about Trent, and he was a must-have, seven point five million, and he's still in, even though you, he's sort of struggling. I've not even given De Bruyne a thought. Which no, which is if we'd have said that six weeks ago, I'd be staggered. <clears throat> yeah, but the, I, there's no absolutely no thought for me to get De Bruyne back in at the minute. No, same, and it is that's a weird concept in FPL. De Bruyne's usually your first name on the team sheet because he is just numbers, especially. He is, and he's a brilliant player, but even him, he looks he looks way off it as well. Yeah, whether he he's a different player, doesn't he? He's still got that flashes of brilliance, but he was consistently brilliant all year, last year. Um, whether he's had a bit of a niggle and that's playing into it, or I I can't pick him like I ain't considered it like you either. The fact that they're playing Premier League, Champions League every midweek, then he'll go away with Belgium again. Then I think then it'll be the Christmas period. Yeah, Same. they're gonna have a few more injuries, aren't they? The games are coming thick and fast, and with Pep. You just know he's going to rotate, like Matt said in the question. The one player I th feel a little bit sorry for maybe is Foden because when he when he has played, he has done well. I know you've got Foden, but yeah. just talking about football terms, like when a team's struggling, I think it's easy to chuck a, a young player in full of energy and 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 it maybe even picks the whole team up. You know, they see that they see that young player sort of fearless and that, and, and you'd think it'd lift the place. And he came off the bench and, and scored against West Ham. It's Pep, Pep roulette, isn't it? But for me, that'd be me. Foden coming off the bench doing that against West Ham, he'd be, be, be the first, first name on my team sheet for the next couple of games now. Yeah, interesting that he started every other game and then got benched. West Ham came on and scored. Well, if Foden owners will be hoping that he regrets that and that's it now for Foden for the next few weeks. That's where I'm at. When, he was, when I saw he was benched, I was thinking, I can't. I can't pick someone who I don't know whether they're going to start. Mm. But now I think because he's only 6'6", six, six, mm. he's worth leaving in, I think. Yeah, he's come off the bench. He's got to force the manager's hand. He's done everything you'd want him to do. I think the price is a big part of that, though. Like Sterling and De Bruyne are 11.5 or 11.4, aren't they? Yeah. Can you... You can't, you can't pick one of them. Like if I had Sterling, I'd be looking to sell, I think. Yeah, well, I had Sterling and De Bruyne. Uh Mm, two, three weeks ago, they've both gone. And I've not regretted them going either, so... No, you haven't missed much, have you? I mean... I don't think I've missed anything. I don't think since I got rid of them. I'm not sure... I'm not sure if either of them have done anything. Just looking... Certainly might have scored last week, actually. But looking at the fixtures, so game week 10 is the end of November, and that's after the next international break. So that gives Aguero, Jesus chance to get fit. One of those needs to get f properly fit, not rushed back. No, yeah. Definitely, starting yeah. games because they miss having a striker and a focal point they do it's alright playing De Bruyne as a false nine or Sterling up through the middle Foden through the middle whoever they play there isn't a striker and you miss certain things 
running in behind and all the sort of unselfish things strikers do to create other chances for your wide players or your midfielders. And yeah, it's those bits you don't really see if you no if you're just watching the ball in a game and you don't see that that those little runs are the things that make the space for De Bruyne yeah, Sterling. And they have become really sort of passive, and that, I think that's probably because of that. Game week ten though onwards, three of their four games from game week ten: Burnley at home, Fulham at home, West Brom at home. Well, I mean, they're going to have to turn a corner, if not before then, by then, because they'll be they'll be miles off it. Yeah, they've got United away in those four games as well. But with those three home games, if you've got a fit Aguero, yeah, Jesus still out, De Bruyne sort of you're going to back on the door. They, if it's the City of Old by then, they're the sort of games they could win six 0 Yeah, that's that's when I'd be looking at getting the City players back in. So, to answer the question, it is a tough one, City, at the minute. It's the only City player I'd fancy is um, is Foden at the minute. Purely because of the price and the Just fact. because of how he did against where he's come off the bench and lifted the place, got the goal. How could you leave him out now? Even even Pep, why would you leave him out? Yeah, I mean, I've just seen that he's starting tonight. Yeah. It's De Bruyne, Sterling and Foden and Torres are your front four. Yeah, Torres hasn't had much of a, of a look in, has he? But I don't know enough about him to... No, he hadn't in the league, and he came on, didn't he, and scored in the scored Champions League. It, yeah. The only other City pick I'd look at... I mean, they have picked up defensively, haven't they? Slightly. Yeah, they're fairly tight. Probably because they keep the ball so much. Yeah. Um, Diaz. Diaz seems to be starting every game, and he's 5-5. Yeah, he had a chance against West Ham as well. He, I think he tried to control the ball at the back post rather than editing it and going for goal, but... Yeah, that's not that's not bad. He seemed he's going to be the one. Surely that's going to play every week. He'd be the only one because Walker, Zinchenko, Mendy, Cancelo, They're all so bloody interchangeable, aren't they? Yeah, and no, if Pep had a favourite, if if you knew Pep was playing Cancelo at left back every week, yeah, you'd go for him. It'd be a great pick. He's five point four. Yeah, even Walker, uh, probably I don't know what he is, but say six million. If he was for, like always going to play, he's probably not a bad option. He loves getting forward. Yeah, it's the uncertainty, though. It's quite surprising, actually, Kyle Walker. I don't think he's ever done great bits in FPL. And you think of him as like a proper attacking fullback, don't you? Yeah, my issue with him is that, well, it, that proves it really. He's end product. Mm, yeah. He's never really had it, has he? I think his speed gets him out of a lot of trouble. Yeah, it probably does, yeah. But yeah, so City are a tough one at the minute. They really are a tough one. Yeah, but they're tough because we know their potential. Yeah. And they could spark into that in any game. Yeah, they could. It could It could be right around the corner, couldn't it? But the way it's going, I'd, I'd want to see that before I buy someone. It's difficult to criticise elite managers, but maybe maybe he's just changing it up too much. I know his hand's been forced with a few injuries, but maybe they don't know who's going to be playing. They can't get They can't get into a rhythm because of that. Did you see the team he named at West Ham was the first? He actually unchanged the side from the Porto game midweek, and apparently that's like the first time he's ever done that at City. Oh. <laughs> that maybe defeats that object then. But no, but he doesn't do it in the league, does he? No, he doesn't. Never. No, no and you, successful teams don't seem to change very often, do they? Liverpool last year, you could, you know, you, you knew what, what 11 was going to be starting. Yeah, it's match rhythm. I mean, I can't. We can't really tell Pep how to do his job, but 
No. <laughs> well, that's what I'd be doing. Is there any games from last week that we haven't covered in those questions? Um, I mean, Leeds. We spoke about Leeds. You're you're not going near Leeds no. because of Leeds. Yeah, we've spoke about City. Palace was Zaha. United Chelsea. There's nothing to talk about at all. I mean, uh, Werner's going to survive again because that game just wasn't conducive to strikers doing anything. A game we haven't spoke about too much is um, Southampton-Everton. Um, that was a surprise, wasn't it? They've, I fancied them to... It was a surprise, but I did fancy him to miss Richarlison. Now they're also going to miss Dinya. That makes Calvert-Lewin a lot less attractive for me, especially after a blank. This is where now we see how good he is. Start the season really well, but it's easy to score goals when, when your confidence is high in it the balls fall into you, things like that. Don't get me wrong, he's played really well, but <clears throat> this is the test of him now. You think back to your Shearers, Henri's, Drogba's, Aguero's, all at the best. It didn't matter how how quiet the games were, stuff like that, you always fancied him to score, whereas I didn't watch that game, but I bet, I bet he was watching it thinking, you don't fancy him popping up here. No, he literally had nothing. Mm. He had... He was on feeding on absolute scraps. He had nothing. So, but those yeah. players have all fed off scraps, haven't they? And, and they come back and score goals, yeah. don't they? Yeah. And Calvert Lewin, I know he, Everton were a different proposition last season, but he obviously had his purple patch. Yeah, and then he didn't score, did he? For twelve oh, he went, games, he went massively quiet, didn't he? Will that will that come into his thinking a bit? He could easily go ten games without scoring, and I wouldn't be massively surprised, to be honest with you. I don't. I think I hope he doesn't because I do like him. I think he's a good. You know, I think he's worked hard on himself. and I do. As an owner of him, you're not looking to sell yet, are you? Well, um, no, but I, I've, I've looked at my two free transfers earlier this week and I did look at a couple of drafts with him, not him, because it, it is all about being bold and maybe potentially gambling on the purple patch ending and somebody else is starting. Yeah, it w that would be a bold call. I mean... Especially with Richarlison and Dinya now out as well. Yeah, Dinya's only missing one game now, isn't he? Yeah, it's been downgraded, yeah. But, right, so. um, yeah, Calvert-Lewin, if... <clears throat> I'm interested to see his reaction. I think, personally, if I, like, I've got him, I'm yeah. not looking to sell him. No. If I didn't have him, I wouldn't be clambering to get him in like I would Son and Kane. No, I know what you mean, yeah. Um, another point I'll touch on, just on last week's fixtures, is... Um, the Arsenal-Leicester game, I didn't watch it, but um, I tipped Aubameyang this season to do brilliant things as a midfielder and, and whatever. He Is he even playing for Arsenal? The poor lad was on right wing. What are they doing? Why? Right I don't understand. Wing. I don't understand. Obviously, him himself isn't playing very well and he's got. To, he's the captain, whatever. He's got, to, he's got to be, you know dragging himself through games trying to get himself into good positions but that's not helping him either I don't get it I mean I could see 10% of the logic of playing him left wing because he cuts in he's so good at finishing he's left like, wing yeah yeah on the left wing he's got that like on refinish anti into the yeah. bottom right corner right wing I don't know what they're thinking there I really it's don't odd. it's odd and like, like just play your best player in his yeah. best position I'd like to just correct my mistakes early and I'm just going to get it out there that I now think Aubameyang will not be the highest scoring player in FPL this season. 
In your defence, I'm guessing you said that thinking that he'd play through the middle. Well, I thought Arsenal were going to get slightly better, improve. Um, this is difficult slating Aubameyang now the week before a United game because <laughs> you know what he'll, he'll end up coming and yeah, coming good against United. But yeah, I just, for me, if I was in charge of a team that's got Aubameyang in, he would be leading my line. Oh, I'd be building my team around him. Yeah, he's through the middle. Nine, without a doubt, he's class. And they've got, it's not like they're really lacking in wingers. They've got Pepe, William, Saka. Yeah, Pepe. Yeah, you said Pepe, sorry. Um, yeah, so it's just, it's an odd one about me, It really is. Yeah, because you can't, Lacazette's obviously getting in ahead of him and he's, Arteta's even played in Ketia. That, that's, that absolutely defies logic for me, that. <laughs> right, we're, we're struggling here. We've got one of the greatest number nines in the last decade. Let's bring on Eddie and Ketia. Even Lacazette been been above him. Yeah, I mean he's got his goal to minutes ratio is probably, I think it's like top five in it in the Premier League ever or mm. something like that. Yeah, yeah, it'll be ridiculously high. And he, we've got a we've got a a loyal listener who's a who's a big gunner. Um, hopefully, we'll get some feedback from him this week, and we can we can maybe talk about Aubameyang next week. If, uh, yeah, we'll get his views on it. There'll be explicit views if it's the loyal listener. Will, think yeah, it is the loyal listener. You think <laughs> he's very straight to the point, lad, which, which which we love about him. Do you know what as well? Mesut Ozil. That, that is another thing that... You think any other team in Europe who's struggling for a number nine and a number ten, right, we'll have Bamiang, we'll, we'll have Ozil. They'd do bits, surely. They're struggling for creativity, aren't they? yeah. Use a couple of hard-working wingers, Willian and Saka, maybe. Stick Ozil behind Lacazette. Uh, not Lacazette. Stick Ozil behind Aubameyang. Let them have freedom and, you know, don't, don't put too much workload on them. And, to be yeah. fair, Aubameyang works hard. Uh, yeah, that's what I mean. Naturally, he would. But I know what you mean about Mesut. Willian and Saka in, Mesut's then, you know, he can do what he wants. But is that good going forward? That That's absolutely fine. But obviously, well, he's not even in the... He's not in the Premier League He's squad. Not in the Premier League squad, so that whole situation's fucked to me. Like I can't get my head around it. I can't because if I thought that about a player who was in my squad, I'd be releasing him. Yeah, there's I'd some. There must be. So you just get rid because what's what's the point in paying somebody three hundred and fifty grand a week? To, when was the last time he played? There must be some sort of power play, or there's yeah, something behind the scenes going wrong there. Because everybody there? at Arsenal seems to love him as well. A lot of the players seem to back him, and because he. He put a post out, didn't he? And I saw it got a lot of likes from Aubameyang and people. Aubameyang, yeah, your club captain stuff like that. So it's a bit could be a bit of a power struggle going on at Arsenal. Like, I do think Arteta's a good gaffer, but I do think he's got a couple of things wrong. Yeah, I'd agree, and I would not be going anywhere near buying Arsenal players at the minute. No, and I mean they've given Aubameyang a massive contract to what to play him on the right, either even on the left. I still yeah. I just don't get it, but. Do you want to talk about Wolves? I know when their fixture run looked good four, four game weeks ago, mm. myself included, piled in on them. I actually got three Wolves players. Yeah, you, you weren't keen on them then, were you? No, not massively. Uh, and um, I think you've proved to be right, really. Well, they I, went, I went for a defender because they're always fairly tight defensively. And I was hoping Semedo had a similar input to Jimenez, uh, to Doherty on Jimenez, you know, that link up scoring a lot of goals then Jimenez and Semedo getting a lot of assists because of that but 
it's yeah, they're an odd side, aren't they? They're struggling a bit, really. They do. I've watched their last two games, and as a Jimenez owner, if you just look at the scores and his points, he got eight and nine. Honestly, he's very lucky not to get a couple of blanks there. Deflected goal against Leeds, wasn't it? Yeah, and the volley hit well against Newcastle, but Darlow's got to be saving it. Yeah. Other than that, he dropped so deep. Like, he was... Uh, Podence and Neto played as the front two, and he was pretty much behind them. Yeah. And I'm definitely looking at shipping him this week. Yeah, if it was a, it was, if it was a free draft, like at the beginning of the season, and I was put, picking Wolves players now, I'd, I'd struggle to pick any of them. As things stand, even the keeper you think is normally quite solid, but I'm not sure what he was doing for that free kick. You don't want to get beat with a free kick like that, really. He's he's done well, Murphy, but he's giving him far too much of the goal there. Um, no, I've, it's like Wolves will go one nil up, and that'll do them. They they don't they never kill a game off, do they? They've got some good players in there as well. You'd think they'd play a decent. They did last year actually. They played some good football. This season they've been boring. Yeah, they have. They really miss Traore and Doherty. Big I don't know why Traore is not starting, really, or not getting more... He'd be starting every game for me. No, I mean, I tweeted out a um, heat map or, like, mm. a player position from the Wolves-Newcastle game earlier to show Podence how far up he plays. If you look at Jimenez on there, Jimenez is pretty much next to Dendonka. That's like, odd, that. Yeah, that is odd. For eight, 8.5 million... When Danny Ings is looking brilliant at the same yeah, price point, yeah. I mean, I'd, I'm looking at that move, exactly that move, him yeah. and his two Ings. Yeah, and I don't think you're going to miss out much because we've always said he doesn't. He's not the sort of player who scores twos and threes in a game. He only ever seems to score a goal. That's all he's been doing anyway. So, if you're going to get rid, you're not going to miss out on much. I don't think, to be honest with you. No, I mean in his Premier League, it's his third season now, is it? Third or fourth, yeah. He's scored two braces. Mm. He's, he's, he's been good, hasn't he? But that's poor. He ticks along and he's a good mm. player. But for FPL, for that price, I'm not sure. I'm not sure he does enough. Yeah, he ain't an FPL standout for me. And the, uh, me saying his last two goals, I know he's scored the goals, but his last two goals in the last two game weeks have been lucky. Mm. If he doesn't score them, he's blanked four in a row. And they're in, they're in what we see as a good run of fixtures. I mean, yeah. have got a tough run coming up. Yeah, I think it's a good time to sell. I'm not even going to give him. In fact, I'm definitely going to sell him this week. I've got two frees. Um, yeah. And what what about... We'll talk about Podence since um, yeah, you I've, tweeted out about him. Yeah, I've got issues with Podence. Yep. He's, he's one of them who has flashes of brilliance and good bits of skill, and but he doesn't look like scoring points. He looks a decent, tidy player, but he... Well, I mean, never crossed my mind to put him in he ain't got that ruthless goal scoring like he doesn't look like he wants to get in the box and score goals no no he doesn't he doesn't look like much of a point scorer does he he's good he's tidy yeah exactly that that's what I was trying to say he's technically really good yeah but like in that price point I want to compare him to someone like I don't know Stuart Armstrong at Southampton or Jared Bowen they want to get in the More box of a threat, aren't they? and they want to get shots off and they're not scared to get in good attacking positions. Podence is doing all the neat and tidy stuff, like you said. Yeah. And that's it. See, I think they're missing Yotta because Yotta probably played the Podence role. But so but direct. Beyond yeah. Jimenez, didn't he? And feed off Jimenez. 
So, and maybe that's no surprise as to why Wolves are struggling. We've mentioned Doherty and Traore. Not, well, obviously Traore's there, but not got that link up with Doherty and same with Jimenez, but they may be missing Yotta as much as anybody. Yeah, that's a great point. Yotta wanted to run in behind, didn't he? Yeah. Run past Jimenez. Yeah, if Jimenez is dropping deep, so you've got that for Spurs. Kane's dropping deep. You've got Son running in behind, Lucas running in behind. Even maybe a midfielder running. Who's running in behind Jimenez? Nobody's really Podence, up to get Podence doesn't look like he wants to do it. I could easily do him a two freeze this week on those two out. Yeah, I don't think that'd be a bad choice. I mean, I've got Dinya, but with it only going down to one game now, he's He'll be back, won't he? Yeah, he could easily be a keep. They've got, I think they've got United, haven't they? Next. Well, we've got Arsenal this week. Is it Everton United the one after? Uh, it could be. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Everton's games after that aren't too bad. So, yeah, I could keep Dinya. Mm. He misses Newcastle, which is a shame next week. <laughs> that, Newcastle are a tough team to, to predict what what's going on against them. Yeah, I mean, last week on the pod, I called them Jekyll and Hyde. And they, they are. They were again. They could get absolutely yeah. slaughtered, couldn't they? Or they can pop up and beat Everton 1-0. Like the, yeah, I mean, they did against United, really. United could have... The United scored four... If a couple of earlier goals had gone in, they, they, they could have scored seven or eight. Big chances, but then you turn up against Wolves away. And it's a good point. Good point, yeah. So they're an odd side, Newcastle. But yeah, I think that's it really for uh, for last week. Not much to say about Brighton, West Brom. No, I mean, Brighton, we haven't. I feel like we never really talk about Brighton, probably because there isn't much to say about Brighton. <laughs> no, I mean, Lamptey still looks good. They're just a solid outfit. They're just a solid Premier League outfit. A little bit like... Oh, probably They're not even probably like Burnley because there's, there's certain Burnley players who you fancy. Your Charlie Taylor's defensive players, maybe a Pope, but with Brighton, there's <laughs> nobody I ever fancy putting in my team from Brighton. No, I like Lamptey. Yeah, I like him. But looking at his points, he's got 14 points from six game weeks. His average is just over two a game week. It's because I always fancy Brighton to concede. I always look at when a team's got Brighton, I always think, well, they could beat, could easily beat Brighton. But I never fancy him to get steamrolled. Brighton. They're almost like the opposite. You know, like Wolves will score one or two, and yeah. you never fancy him for a big win. Yeah. Brighton, you never really fancy him getting... No. battered no yeah I know what you mean but like you don't think they'll keep a clean sheet either no no I never ever, never ever look at a Brighton game and think yeah well to be fair to keep clean sheet, I really. did at home to West Brom and they conceded oh yeah that's proved the point then really hasn't it yeah um, we'll put Brighton on the uh, West leave Brown. alone list I think we're not talking about the drain no West, West Brom, Brom are we? West Brom are shite should we I think we should have a pact really never to talk about West Brom and Fulham West Brom and Fulham are yeah. They're down to me. Yeah. And other than maybe bloody Rian Brewster at Sheffield United, there's nobody I fancy there. They're struggling, aren't they? Yeah. You did predict that. Yeah, yeah. You did Second predict season that. Season syndrome. On to next week. Looking ahead to next week, yeah, captains. Well, you, you know, looking at them fixtures, if you've got the Spurs assets or you're going to get them in, oh, having said that, I've just said Brighton don't, you don't fancy Brighton to get smashed. But if Spurs are going to win two... Two or three. It's going to be Kane or Son, isn't it? Kane or Son, isn't it? Yeah, so... Uh, well, interestingly, you've got Fulham against West Brom. Nobody's <laughs> going to have any of those players. Oh, it's a box office one as well. Who he's, who he's going to pay in the right mind 
to watch Fulham versus West Brom. Have you seen my man Mike Ashley sticking up for the people? Great man. Great man. <laughs> I have heard today that they are reducing the price of the box office games to £9.75, I think. And no one's still going to get that. No, but it's a step in the right direction. It's a start. Yeah. It is a start. Um, but yeah, I mean, Spurs players, Liverpool players. It was just scroll up slightly. Chelsea. Chelsea, Chelsea. An interesting one. Uh, Burnley. Pasted Burnley last season. Do you Pulisic think got his first goals for Chelsea? You get a hat trick. Yeah. Perfect hat trick, yeah. And Man City. If you gamble on City and, and get it right, Phil Foden could be a little dark horse. Yeah, I'll be starting him, without a doubt. Um, the games, the obvious games to target are Spurs at home to Brighton and probably Liverpool at home to West Ham. I mean, I I, I think Timo could find himself. Bloody hell, that'd be three weeks on the trot. <laughs> Timo captain. Albeit this week was unintentional. Yeah, Chelsea. Chelsea is not a bad shout, actually. Do you, you always think... fancy him to... I know that that, that game... That game's a one. That game, that United Chelsea game, I'm just going to forget about in terms of are them two teams going to carry on like that in the future? They're not. That was just a game where neither of them could really afford to lose. You'd lose pot. You'd lose ground on on each other, and I guess a draw was a predictable result there. But I think I think Chelsea and United will both be going out to score a few goals this week. United will hopefully target Arsenal and try and. Try and give him a good a good idea. I think Chelsea will do the same to Burnley. Do you not think Dyche will be will be prepping his defensive block? I think block? he will, but you can prep you can prep all you want. If you're up against a team with better players and they've got very good attacking players, Chelsea, and they they, they turn up, then you're not going to live with them. I guess early goal and all your preps out the window, isn't it? Yeah, even a first half goal where or a couple of first half goals for Chelsea and Burnley have then they're then forced to to chase a little bit. Would you pick any Chelsea mids with confidence that um, they're going to play every game? No, maybe not. They've turned into maybe a, a tough 11 to predict because start of the season, I thought it'd be Pulisic, Havertz and Ziyech. I forget how much he loves Mason Mount and I never thought he'd play Werner from the left, which makes, you know, if he wants to put a big lad in, Burnley's the type of fixture where he maybe would want a Giroud or Tammy Abraham in, then you'd maybe he'd maybe sacrifice somebody for Werner to play out wide. So they're a tough one to pick, Pulisic or Havertz, or even Ziyech. Jamie Carragher made a really good point last night on Monday Night Football about Chelsea and how how that back five system could work really well for them because he said you get the best defender in the team in Aspilicueta into the side. Yeah. You get your two Wing backs and Chilwell and James, who mm. are obviously very good players, yeah, good into the team as well. Yeah, but he says Lampard's probably got pressure on him to play his expensive attacking signings. So can't, in that system, you can probably only get three of them in, can't you? You go Werner, Pulisic, and you can because you'd have to play two in midfield and yeah, and then three, three just doing what they want up the other end of the pitch. Yeah, there is always going to be a big player missing out. Yeah, it's tough. I mean. Havertz, Havertz seems to be playing every game. Yeah, he's got slightly better. He's, he's, he's still not done a great deal, has he? In fact... No, he's chipped away at a few... Slightly better. He, not many attacking players on the pitch look good in that United-Chelsea game. And I don't remember Havertz or Werner even having a touch. 
No, I mean one goal, two assists in his six games. He's not he's not setting the world alight, is he? I mean, if you think Son's a million more than him. Yeah, I'd be trying to save that million and get Son. But Chelsea's run of fixtures is fairly nice. Next three especially, Burnley, Sheffield United, Newcastle. Yeah, and it's the reason why Werner's survived the tough period that he's had. Yeah, Werner's a keep, isn't he, if you've got him? Yeah, he is at the minute. I'm not sure I'd buy him, from my point of view, if I'm looking to... I think it'd to... be a good, um, a good gamble. You know, if, if somebody hasn't got him and they fancy a bit of a change-up, I don't think it'd be a bad gamble. He's probably not, what is he, 20% owned now? Well, that's fairly high still, isn't it? That's dropped a lot, though, hasn't it? Loads Has it? at him. Mm. Yeah, look, I mean, he's he's probably lost about a million owners since the start of the season. Um, well, I was always going to keep him, and that makes me want to keep him more than if Are you going to captain him, do you think? Um, he's on my list of potential captains, definitely, yeah. Fixtures to target for your transfers. Have you thought about that? Have you? Um, potentially potentially getting a City asset if they're going to come good. Um, I like Chelsea's little mini three-game run that I just mentioned. Yeah. Villa Southampton is an interesting fixture. Two two teams that have got decent decent players who, who won't be highly selected. You Grealish, Watkins, Ings... Adams, them, them sort of players. Mm. Is, is Che Adams worth a gamble or is Che Adams a decent option, should I probably say? He's not. He's returned quite well, hasn't he? I think he's a decent option. I think he's forced Hassan Hootle into sort of sticking with him he's, because I think he's got the best out of Ings. Um, that four four two seems to be working quite well. And I mean... He looks more and more like a Premier League player every game. He started all six. He scored two and set two up. He's actually the same price as Bamford. Started all six <clears throat> makes me think like if you know if I picked him, I would be very surprised if he didn't carry on playing. Has he played ninety minutes in all those? No, he's played about eighty on average. Well, that's fairly good then. He's been subbed every chance. game. Has he? But he after gets the, after the two point mark. Yeah, he gets eighty. Yeah, so. Yeah, he's a, he's a key. I think he's a key player for Southampton, to be honest with you. I'd say him, and I know Ings is on penalties, isn't he? Ings will be, surely, yeah. But Ings is, what, 2.7 million more expensive? Mm. I think both, though, are good. I think Che Adams at 2.7 million cheaper than Ings is a good pick. Yeah, they're a decent, decent couple of assets, really. Slightly different. Ings is their best player, isn't he? Oh, comfortably, yeah. Yeah, without doubt. Like, yeah... I think Ings is a good pick for the next two. They've got Villa and Newcastle. Yeah. Then their fixtures do get tough. But well, they've got they've got Wolves as well. Wolves aren't. Yeah. Wolves are an odd side this year. So I wouldn't I wouldn't criticise anyone for bringing in either Adams or Ings. No. Um, they look a good side again. Yeah. Um, also, we need to look at the first sub team. We do, yeah. Um, Jamie Vardy could be a decent pick, getting back in. He's he's obviously had a niggle, hasn't he? That goal against he, he's always he's all. If Leicester do well, he does well. Yeah, I hadn't really thought of Vardy. No. Ten mil and the fixtures Good are quite fixtures. nice, aren't they? Good fixtures. Liverpool away in nine, but could, yeah, but you'd fancy that's, that's a fixture Leicester have scored in historically. Yeah, yeah. So then that's not a bad run, that. 
Fulham and Sheffield United in 10 and 11. That's a nice little double, isn't it? Yeah, Fulham is tickling the taste buds a little bit. Captain Vardy at home to Fulham sounds good there. Captaining anybody at home to the Civ is good. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing wrong with targeting West Brom and Fulham. No, they're in. With your attackers and your captains. No. No. No, there's not. Um, Yeah, you just mentioned the first sub-team. We'll have a little look at them. I think we was surprised we'd we wasn't 100% sure we'd, we'd not kept a close eye on the sort of points that they'd accumulated this week we had a look before before the pod and they've comfortably outscored all three of us um, 56 points yeah 56 points which is a great week that's a good return I mean McCarthy 6 Chilwell 6 Trent and Mitchell 2 each yeah it's a great week Son 11 Jimenez got nine, Ings got ten. Surprised to see the winner of the transfer in polls, the almighty sex god. <laughs> <laughs> the sex god, yeah. Um, nearly scored yeah, with his first the sex god. He, 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 he looked fairly... fairly. She did all the things you want a number nine to do after you know, only getting sort of 10, 15 minutes. He, he was looking to run across the front, front post and... Yeah, he's going to score goals. I, nearly scored, I, didn't he, with his first goals. touch. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna put it out there that he ain't gonna be a, he ain't gonna be a Falcao sort of flop. Do you think he starts against Arsenal? Um, Does a lot depend on the Europa League? Uh, not they're not in. I've killed you there, have not they? We've gone up a level this year, John. I've absolutely killed you. Um, Does it depend on tomorrow night in the Champions League? I think if he doesn't start tomorrow night in the Champions League, then he may start against Arsenal. Um, because I think Martial will start tomorrow. Okay, yeah. Yeah, because um, has he got one more game? One more game, he misses Arsenal. Right. And then Solskjaer's got a whole host of options and it'll be nice. Unfortunately, he's not... At... Dan James, I've run out of patience with Dan James. We can't be starting Dan James. He does... He... Oh, he was poor, wasn't he? Just... I mean, you lost oh, words there, aren't you? But he yeah. was really poor. It just baffles me. There's, even that young lad we signed, fucking hell, chuck him in. <laughs> Dan James is shite. I'm surprised he didn't go sex god in from the start and rash from the left, literally yeah. just to keep James out the side. I would have done. One, one I can understand starting. He's still got the quality even, you know, he's he's dropped off it a bit. He's dropped off it a bit, but Dan James is fucking hell. He's dropped off a cliff. <laughs> absolutely shite you I don't like slating any United players I'm not I'm not necessarily slating him I just don't think he's that good I, I just think yeah you'd maybe do a decent job at somewhere like Southampton you could maybe make a, a Premier League career not for a fucking top six side yeah for aspirations of a club like Man United he's not good enough no he don't even excel when he started the last season really well, I thought, nice one, decent signing. Even then, when he started well, I didn't think, fucking hell, yeah, we've, we've got a gem here. But he looks a bit raw. Maybe maybe he'll he'll get slightly better. And then he, well, he hadn't scored for about 33 games. He's one that tests the recruitment out of United going forward because... Hmm. A decent director of football is thinking well, we about one of them. He's thinking about getting rid, aren't they? Yeah, ship and he, him off. He goes to like a Southampton or a yeah. 
Newcastle yeah, or a, yeah, I mean, like a mid-table, lower-table side. I think he'd do all right there because he's got the ingredients to, on his day, damage a team. It's a little bit like Walcott. I mean, Walcott's probably slightly better and he's had a decent-ish career at Arsenal, but he never reached the heights that he should have done and he was all raw pace and that. Never sort of nurtured it. He, his ability wasn't there. He had the attributes, but his ability just wasn't there. And I think Dan James is the same. Yeah, I mean, I'd... he's got pace. You know, you're not going to be bringing him in at six point three million. Fuck me. Three points on the season so if far. If I was on FPL and six point three million, I'd, I'd sooner bring myself in. <laughs> Who do you want to get rid of this week from first sub FC? Okay, uh, Podence again. Yeah, he's shite. <laughs> Matt has actually texted us, and he's gone Trent. Love that. So that's Trent Podence. Um, Hammers is still flagged. So, uh, but he played obviously, didn't he? So he's got to stay. Don't you dare go near Sex God. Sex God stay in. I'll let Sex God stay. I'm gonna go Jimmy Nez. Jimmy Nez. Because of how I've killed him earlier in the pod. So what we've got? Jimmy Nez, Podence, and Trent. Yeah. And then the option of banking. Banking, yeah. Um, what have we got funds-wise? 1.5 million, that's nice. I mean, the rest of the team... Well, it's obviously doing well. It's a, Looks good. It is a decent-looking team, yeah, and it's got a couple of differentials as well. Got Salah and Son. There's an argument to try and get Kane in there. We'll see what the listeners vote. Yeah. Yeah, decent, decent little... few options there. But, you know, like Ings, Hammers... Son, Salah. Yeah, get rid of Ings at the minute, couldn't you? Nah, I'd be keeping Ings without a doubt with the next two fixtures as well. Yeah. Captain will be interesting. It'll probably be Salah and Son in well, the race. And it depends what uh, who gets transferred in. Who bring in you? Well, yeah, no. All in all, all in all, considering it was a fairly low scoring week, I think that's that's been a fairly positive pod, really. We've yeah, I thought we'd be negative, but we've. Yeah. I think we've perked it up a bit. Yeah, you've only upset me talking about Leeds potentially winning the league and a little bit when speaking about Dan James. I did put United into the Europa League again as well. Yeah, that, that's upsetting. We never want to be there again. No, I mean... <clears throat> Having said that, fucking hell, we're off, we're off the right way to miss out on the Europa League, so... <laughs> right, on that note, we hope yeah. you all have a good game week this week. Yeah. And we'll have um is Matt back next week? He is, isn't he? Yeah, potentially it could be you missing next week. I am away, it? yeah. I'm away next You're week. Off so holiday. I am. I'm off to Cornwall, so it'll be you and Matt holding the fort next week. Yeah. So yeah, have a good one. Cheers everyone.